Sean from Star Wars Resistance, and you are listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. You're A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Christopher, welcome to the cave. Thank you for having me. It's a beautiful cave. <laughs> How are things with you, man? What's new? Ah, uh, man, so much is going on. Uh, just so much with Star Wars is happening right now. Lots of doors uh, opening. So much fan love. And, and, and just to see the Twitter blow up with the newest episodes and the finale coming up here. It, so many great things. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so the listeners know you from Hawaii 5.0, Days of Our Lives, and now, of course, Star Wars Resistance. But I wanted to get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from? So my father uh, was in the Navy, and he traveled a lot. So we were military brats, as they called them. But we moved from Washington to Canada, Philippines, Japan, Mississippi, Ohio, El Centro, San Diego, kind of all over. Oh, wow. California, Southern California is really home for us. But, uh, yeah, we get, we had the opportunity to travel a lot and, my mom's Japanese, so I got to learn how to speak Japanese. And in travel, I learned Spanish, Japanese, Tagalog, uh, a little Mandarin, a little bit of, of like a lot of different languages. Oh wow! Which is cool, and I made a lot of friends everywhere. And, and now with like social media the way it is, you can kind of connect with anyone anywhere. So I've got friends all over the world now, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, which uh, which uh, where was your favorite area that you lived in growing up? Since you lived at all those places, you know. Oh, I, I really, I, it's every place has a special, special uh, holder in my heart because Japan is, you know, honor and respect, and the people out there are so loving and caring. But then you've got Hollywood, where it's, it's the elite. But this is the the capital of show business of the world, where you've got the best food and the best shows, and it kind of a little bit of everything. Um, you've got mountains an hour away. You've got the beach an hour away. You've got the desert an hour away. Uh, then, like, you know, San Diego, it's also really, like, it's not as fast-paced as New York. It's not as, as – New York's, like, super high fast-paced, but L.A. is, like, me, medium fast-paced, and then San Diego's kind of, like, chill. Still, like, lower end of the, the fast – again, every place has something beautiful about it, and I, 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 try to, I try to find the positives in everything so I can say, oh, you, you can tell me a place, I'll tell you why it's great. Yeah, you know? interesting. So uh, growing up in those different areas, uh, what were you into as a kid? Uh, you said growing up what? Growing up, in the, growing up in those different areas, uh, what were you into as a kid growing up? Oh, was I into? I've always been into like video games and sports, yeah. <laughs> comic books and action figures. I mean, I, I, I love like, I love being active. I love kind of like, hey, getting a phone call from a friend. Hey, we're doing a... Uh, flag football, you know, come out. Yep, I'm there. It, you know, yeah. Uh, hey, we're doing Dungeons and Dragons board game night. You want to be there? Yeah, I'm totally there. Uh, we're playing Skippo. I'm there. Like, whatever it is, like, <laughs> I, I just kind of like spontaneity is awesome for me. Uh, but also planning, like, nowadays it's been, I've been so busy, it's kind of like I have to plan dates with my girlfriend, even so. So <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. 
can you hear me? Yep I, yep, I can hear you. Oh, sorry, my headphones died. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where I just kind of like, I'm, I'm into anything, man. Growing up everywhere, I've learned, I've learned to just kind of fit in yeah. everywhere I go and whatever we do. I, like I said, I've always learned to find something I love about everything. Yeah. For uh, you said you mentioned video games. What were some of your favorite video games growing up? Final Fantasy VII was amazing. Um, uh, let me think here. I mean, I, I had played Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit Three. I even had like the where you sit down, you have the steering wheel you sit on, and you have the like the levers that you press. I had a Nintendo, I had a Sega, I had a PlayStation, PlayStation Two, Three, now Four. <laughs> I grew up playing video games. I still have the Switch. We play, uh, uh, we play, uh, what is that? But what is that? Where you, everyone beats each other. Ultimate Smash Brothers. Okay. That was fun. The kids love that. Um, Kingdom Hearts was a, a such an awesome video game, man. Love that game. How they tied in Sora and all of the Disney legends. Yeah. Love all that. <clears throat> Dude, I mean, I, Poi, Poi Poi. Have you ever heard of Poi Poi? I have not. There's a video game, Poi Poi. I used to have all my friends come over to our house. And we'd all, like, hang out. It's a slumber party night. And you could play up to four players. And what we would do is we would uh, play Poi Poi. And essentially, it's like these, like, it's like Wii, the me characters. Okay. It looks like those me characters around picking up stones and beating each other with stones. <laughs> it was, like, this free-for-all. Like, so funny. And everyone gets like these ultimates that are so wacky, and, and you just kind of beat each other up. And we would just laugh our butts off all night playing that game. Yeah. How do uh, so I read online that you trained in uh, mixed martial arts? How did you get into that? Uh, well, as a kid, one of my heroes was Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, even Arnold Schwarzenegger. All these people really inspired me. Uh, but thinking like also like I grew up very close-knit with my family because we moved off and we had each other only and it was kind of one of those things where I have a sister with Down syndrome and I always wanted to protect her and I thought watching these movies the best way to protect her would be martial arts so my mom put us in taekwondo at a very young age and so studying taekwondo at a young age it kind of led me into boxing and wrestling and football so I started learning different different uh, ways to get stronger, bigger, faster, and implement all that into martial arts. As I got older, my sister started dating a gentleman named uh, Jeremy Scorpion Jackson, and he was an ultimate fighter. <laughs> he would beat the crap out of me. He's <laughs> a language, but he would beat me up, and we would train together, and I learned how to fight, you know, MMA, using, utilizing the, the wrestling uh, he taught me jujitsu, arm bars, leg locks, triangles, guillotines, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm nowhere near a master. And Joe Rogan and gentlemen like him put years and years into getting their and earning their black belts, decades. For me, I, I may have spent two years training, you know, uh, two, three years maybe yeah. training. Uh, so I'm nowhere near a master, but I, I spent my time getting punched in the head, <laughs> getting kicked in the face. Uh, Rolling around with the, some of the, some of my favorites, uh, some of my great great friends, and, and uh, yeah, so I, I've got some a background in athleticism yeah. and a little bit in MMA. Do you? Uh, it's all kind of you know. I'm, I feel like I'm a well-rounded person. Yeah. Do you still try to keep active with uh, mixed martial arts at all? 
Actually, yes, yeah, yeah. I bought a, I actually borrowed a, excuse me, borrowed a split machine from my buddy Brett. And so I've been uh, getting in my splits back again, start throwing some high kicks and practicing just being flexible and getting back into throwing punches and kicks. I got some uh, boxing gloves and wraps, and I'm ready to get back at it. Recently, I reached out to an old trainer of mine, and so I'm hoping to get back in touch with him and start going at it again. Hmm, interesting. So when you were growing up as a kid, did you know you wanted to be an actor? Yeah, I did, man. My Since my dad was in the Navy, when he was deployed, uh, he would send a, he would record himself reading me and my sisters. I've got two older sisters. He would read us a book, and then so my he would he would ship it back out to us. And um, my sisters and I would sit down in front of the television, and my mom would pop in the VHS tape. Or I think it was Beta at the time. <laughs> Beta Max, jeez. But uh, she would pop in the little tape, and we would see my dad reading his books on TV. And my dad would be reading. He'd be like, ah, Christopher, sit down. And I'm like, how do you know I was standing up? You know, like, <laughs> it's so crazy. And and then my mom would record us kind of being silly. And then I remember as a kid watching, I actually got to see some of those videos recently. And there's a video of me saying, hey, Dad, I'm not as strong as you yet, but I'm going to be strong like you one day. And I'm flexing. And I'm like, look at those arms. Urgh. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> such a silly kid <laughs> but you know i see my dad on television and i've always i've always wanted to be like my dad and then having my mom record me i was always comfortable in front of cameras so i was like this is great like you get to be paid for this people tell you you're awesome <laughs> like wh- where do i sign up <laughs> awesome so so when he told your parents you wanted to get into acting how did that go uh i got karate chopped twice no, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, my my parents are cool, man. They're yeah. always like, if you're gonna do it, then do it. You know, don't don't pull out. Don't be a uh, a wuss. If you're gonna do it, you go for it 100. percent You commit. So if you fail, it's on your own shoulders. You have no one else to blame but yourself. So I was like, cool. It's a great mantra to live by. You know, yeah. no matter what you do, do it. And for me, there's no such thing as failure. There's only learning lessons. You know, you learn ways not to do it. So, like Thomas Edison, they say. Yeah. So, so when you finished high school, what did you? What was the next step that you took for for acting? Oh man, when I finished high school, I was kind of like, like I think it's very important for kids to stay in school, to continue pursuing college, and develop a network there. Um, for me, it was it was one of those things where I, I have a different childhood than most people, so um, I was kind of like kind of lost uh, focus coming out of high school trying to figure out where I wanted to go how I was going to do this I didn't know how I how, how do you break into the entertainment industry so yeah. started modeling I started doing beauty pageants uh, I won a couple of beauty pageants I started taking acting classes I got signed with a modeling agency got signed with a commercial agency just working my way slowly up understanding the business more and more I think one of the best things you can do is understand that acting it's not just the creative side. It's also the business side. You really have to understand the business to be fruitful in, in this world because if you're not creating your own intellectual properties, if you're not creating videos, and if you're not constantly working, work begets work. If you're not working, you're slowly going to fall off and lose focus and then probably lose lose the foresight as to what's going to happen in the business. So uh, for me, out of high school, I started a PR firm. I was working kind of doing whatever I could. I had seven jobs at one point 
trying to figure out how do you get in this business? You know, I did a couple yeah. of reality shows on MTV too, like anything and everything I could. Oh, now you say you did, did you do That's some, did, did you end up doing some commercials? Uh, I, I went out, I did a, like a couple of commercials, but like nothing huge. Yeah. So, so while you were doing all this, what was your first gig that you actually got? Uh, one quick second, one second. Uh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? It's like, so while you were doing all this, what was the first uh, real gig that you got after like hustling for, you know, seven first jobs? real gig? Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, I, you know, I was booking like little things here and there. I was doing casting workshops, meeting with as many casting directors as I could, saying, look, I'm worth it. I know I'm not Asian enough to be Asian. And I know I'm not white enough to be white. I'm, I'm a mix. I'm multi-ethnic. So I could never really book work. Yeah. I booked a co-star here and there. A bold and the beautiful, I got a one line. Uh, I think I said, my pleasure, miss. And I, and I walk away from camera and I was like, oh, cool. I booked a, a shot. Should I do it in Australian? Like, how do I like stand out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, bold and the beautiful was one of the first ones. And I booked like uh, the Mindy Project. I was frat bro. And I did a show called Lizzie Bennett Diaries. I think that was like the first real big hit. And that was the first youtube at first and only youtube series i believe um and and improved the lindsey benedire is made by the same production company that won a prime time emmy oh wow and uh it was really cool because i was the most featured male on the show which is awesome so yeah. i think that's kind of like slowly where i started getting my break so after that you got the days of our lives man that was pretty huge for you uh how did you audition for that You know, I don't know the exact number, but I know that uh, when it came to Days of Our Lives, uh, Marnie Don told me that there were thousands upon thousands of people that I beat out for that role. Wow. I mean, literally, like, I remember going to that room, and we did the first audition, and she says, okay, you're great. We're taking you straight to producers. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh, my God, this is so cool. And uh, she brought me into producers, and, or they, they brought me to the callback first, and she said, this is really just uh, just to inform you. We changed your script up a little bit and kind of doing your thing, but we really love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Bring that energy to the room. Cool. Awesome. So I go out and uh, <clears throat> come back to the producer session, and I'm like, this is amazing. I see a group of black people and a group of Latin Americans and then a group of Japanese Americans. And I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of people that are casting today. No, they were, ca they were all going out for the same role. Like, holy shnikes, I can't believe. I didn't realize that every single one of those people was my competition. Yeah. Uh, and there's some famous names in there. I mean, I'm like, dude, I saw that guy in this movie. I know that guy for this movie. Like, this is insane. But again, like, me being naive, I, I didn't realize they were all my competition. So I, I in my, just in my own little world thinking, just do the best you can, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Luckily, I, I beat everyone out and got the role, and I got to play Paul and the Reed on Days of Lives for four years. Yeah, how like so? How was it being like in a soap opera? And you know, like the you guys record like every day, correct? Yeah, they they record Monday through Friday, uh, seven to seven sometimes. I mean, back in the day, now they try and stick to like a, a you know a healthier schedule, eight to five. Uh, but back in the day, I mean, it was seventeen, eighteen hours sometimes all day long to be at the studio. So for us, we're pretty spoiled. 
uh, being on the show. And it's very, very a strict regiment. I mean, you really got to know your lines. You really got to be on it. You can make a mistake maybe one, two times, and after that, you got like these little red lasers on your head. You're like, oh, shoot, I can't mess up a line. They're going to take me out. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, my biggest week, uh, my, I played a gay baseball player on the show who came out, and uh, my biggest week, I think, was the coming out episode. I did 52 pages of dialogue, 37 pages of dialogue, 19, wow. 17, mm-hmm. 19, 12, and 7, excuse me. So that whole week was, like, go to work, memorize 52 pages of dialogue, ball your eyes out, be emotionally and physically fatigued, come home, study another eight hours, wake up, go back to work, do it again. And and I wasn't even the most featured actor on the show, so for me, so for me, uh, you know, I kind of got it easy. Yeah. And like I said, there's a lot of discipline involved to it. You really have to hone your craft. You really have to make strong choices and just go for it. And if you don't, they're going to cut you off the show. So uh, those people who are still working, they they make strong acting choices. The fans love them. And, and so do the studios. So there's lots of respect that I have for them. Yeah. Would you ever do a soap opera again? Or do you want to try to uh, get into uh, other, other, you know, acting, acting parts? You know, to be honest, uh, I think soap operas are phenomenal. I think they are. I really hope that, uh, I really hope that they last forever. I mean, Days of Our Lives has been going for 55, they're filming their 50, 50 year now. Yeah. But the thing with it is, is, uh, <clears throat> I I uh, I don't know. I mean, soap operas. I would say yes if I got to a point in my career where uh, I could go back and and just have fun and and still again take it seriously, be strict with it. But at the same time, I kind of want to do something more action, more large. Yeah. Like Star Wars is has been a gift. It's been a blessing because even though I'm just doing voiceover, I still get to like live in this world of action and adventure. And, and, and this huge galaxy where I get to play. And yeah. for me, that's that's what I want to do on camera as well. Yeah. So let's talk about Star Wars. It, it, I mean, it's huge, Star Wars Resistance. The fans are loving it. And you voice Kazuto, right? Is that, is that how would you pronounce it? Uh, Kazuta Giono. Yeah, so like, all right, tell us the process of that. Like, how, did you, <laughs> how, did, how did you get that, man? I mean, because, uh, you know, pe- people would love to get that. Yeah, man, to be honest, I've only done on-camera stuff, so I'm very new to the uh, voiceover world. I had done one audition prior to that for Voltron, the red line, and uh, I, I was like, I got the producers on that, and I thought, well, that was a great run. I didn't book the rule, but my first audition, I got the producers. I don't even know what I'm doing in voiceover. <laughs> then I booked, st- I, I actually, my second audition, I get a call from my agent in New York saying, hey, Christopher, uh, hi, I'm your agent in New York, voiceover. Uh, Lucas Films is calling for you. Who are you? And I was like, wait, who am I? Like, who are you, bro? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> He's like, Lucas Films wants you, and I think it's for the lead of the new series, but I don't know. Let's talk about this. I'm coming to L.A. here pretty soon, and I want to like, get to know you. I want to know what's going on. And I was like, cool. So we, we chatted, and we talked about it. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just kind of like he was explaining to me what's going on, and I, I went in, and I ran the gamut. I remember at one point, I, I was kind of studying like how to remember names. I know that sounds silly, but bear with me because there's a there's a there's a there's a meaning to it. I'm going somewhere with this. I was like learning how to memorize names, and I remember going in 
to the audition and, and, and you know, everyone introduced me and said, Hey, Christopher, thanks for coming in. Producer session of Lucasfilms, uh, Star Wars at the time was a different name. Uh, so yeah, so I'm Brandon, I'm Justin, I'm Athena, I'm Mandy, I'm Troy, I'm Josh, I'm Lindsay. I'm, and I was like, they're like, we don't expect you to remember everyone's names. And I said, no, no, I, I have it all memorized. And I think they thought I was blowing smoke, you know, <laughs> but when I came back for the, for the last callback, I came into the room and I said each of their names to them, directly to them. And, and, and the name is so important because that's, that's the one thing we have is, is our name and our word, obviously, but our name. So to remember someone's name shows you that they're important to you. So I walked in that room and I remember all the names. I remember one of the producers was like, just give the man the job. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sweet, man, sweet. Just remembering their names? Awesome. Wow. So it was a really cool experience. So I got to ask, were you a Star Wars fan growing up? Oh, absolutely. My dad used to tell us stories in the voice of Yoda. And he would walk around and pretend that he's fighting ninjas as Yoda and so me and my sisters would be laughing. We'd get our bedtime stories from Dad Yoda, you know, like so so cool. Yeah. And then to have the opportunity to be a part of the galaxy and to see the fans' reaction, and you know, there was a lot of ups and downs. Some yeah. fans were totally against it. Some fans were totally for it. But now, as the shows continue to progress, we're just I'm seeing so many come back to the light. You know, away from the dark side, they're all coming to the light side and, and supporting and loving the show and having a deep passion for it, putting up gifts and, and quoting the show. It's like, that is, oh my God, my heart just swells. I'm so happy. So you said you, you enjoyed the movies growing up. Did you, who's your favorite character? You know, I, I, I've been, I've been going back and forth with my girlfriend about this and it's hard to say because I love Luke Skywalker. I've always loved Luke Skywalker. But then I'm also a huge Anakin fan because Anakin, Darth Vader, his story and the way he went and 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 coming back from the dark side to help his son, like, it, it was beautiful. I, I don't know. I mean, that whole Skywalker family is... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Darth Vader, I mean, when I saw Darth Vader in the last movie come in, you hear his breathing and he starts throwing around... The, the, the rebels of the resistance it was like whoa I don't know I get the chills anytime I hear his music and I, it's just I don't know how to say it. I, I love Luke Skywalker and I love Darth Vader slash Anakin so I kind of like I'm right in the line here yeah so for the listeners that don't know what this is about can you just tell them a little bit what the the cartoon is based for well uh, Star Wars resistance is is, uh takes place six months before The Force Awakens uh, of the feature films, Lucasfilms, and um, kind of follows the journey of a young pilot, Kazuta Ziono, as he's asked, as he's recruited by the Resistance to spy on the First Order or to find out if there's any First Order presence on the location of the Colossus. So we kind of follow the journey of Kazuta learning how to be a spy and, and his uh, mishaps, and him as a, as, a, as a person growing and learning how to uh, not rely on everyone to take care of him, but to learn to be responsible for his own actions and to hopefully become a leader in some, in some form to help others 
rather than just himself. So what can you tell us about your character? Like, was it easy for you to prepare playing Kaz, like, as a voiceover? Uh, Kaz, is, <laughs> Kaz is a really interesting character because, like, I'm a big kid myself. Uh, I love to just be fun and silly and have a great time. And that's kind of what this character promotes. It's like just go in and, and speak before you think, have a good time, be silly, be crazy, off the wall bonkers. I mean, I was working with Oscar Isaac, and uh, he, he was very gracious to give his time because he was performing Hamlet at the time, and they, all, they got me some tickets to see him perform. He was phenomenal. The next morning, he's in the studio, and I'm like looking right at him. I get to hug him, and he's like, there, you're Oscar Isaac. But anyway, I'm in the booth working with him, and he tells me, you created a really fun character. Like, good for you. And I'm like, wow, thanks, man. How did I do that? I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I've got to give, I feel a complete credit to the writers because it's really just me reading their characters with a silly voice. Like, they're the ones that created this guy. They're the ones who know where he's at. Me, I just put my heart and my humor into it. And that's, yeah. that's really it. Do, do you feel like there's a connection with you with that character? Like, uh, like you can relate to him a little bit? Absolutely. I think everyone can relate to him yeah. because in many ways we're all like trying to figure out who we are. We're all trying to figure out like, when do people really get, when are people really going to take me seriously? You know, like I can't believe I'm, I'm 33 and in my head I'm thinking I'm still like 19. I feel like a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I feel like we can all relate to that in some shape or form. Like, so that's who Kaz is. Kaz is that person who like we all are inside we want to be heroes. We want to do something bigger. And, and then the reality is we, we're not really sure. We're not really aware of how much responsibility that undertaking is. We're asking to do yeah. until it actually happens. And that's when we all grow up. And so, yeah, I have a, a heavy amount of, uh, <clears throat> heavy amount of uh, connection with the character yeah. in life and, 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 just his silliness as well. How, how much fun are you having doing a voiceover for this? You know, it's amazing because they don't just put one person in a booth and say, ah, yeah. perform. They, they gave us all the tools necessary to be successful. They gave us amazing co-stars. Uh, Scott Lawrence, Susie McGraw, uh, Jason Hightower, Myrna Velasco. Uh, and, then, and then you start going into like the huge celebrity draw, like Donald Faison. Oscar Isaac, Gwendolyn Christie, uh, even Dave Filoni's voicing, voicing some people. So, you know, you've got the actors there. You've got the production team, Justin Ridge, Athena, Brandon Alman, Patula, excuse me, Brandon Alman, Mandy, all of these amazing producers who are so, like, giving and positive. And then, um, you know, you've got this, the, the, the cartoon, you get this, the, excuse me, the animators, the production design team, you get to see our voices put into the characters, which gives us more of an understanding of what we're doing. So when we're in that room, we're surrounded by, by love, by support. And, and it's not just me. Like I said, there's six, seven other actors in the room. So I'm actually getting to work directly with whomever I'm, I'm speaking with. So there's real chemistry. Yeah. There's real conversation. Like I said, it's not just me and a booth saying, well, what was the line again? No, it's me talking directly to Captain Doza. I've been talking directly with... Toradoza, uh, Pam, Revora, uh, all of the uh, Yeager, you know, all of the characters we love, I'm working with them in person 
Mm. So, uh, throughout the years of your acting, uh, do you have like a dream role that you want to play someday? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen The Fifth Element? Yes. With Bruce Willis, yeah. Remember Bruce Willis in that movie? Yeah. That Corbin Dallas? Corbin, it, Corbin, my man, Corbin, Corbin. I, I, I don't want to be Chris Tucker. I want to be Corbin, my man, Corbin. <laughs> I want to be uh, Braveheart, Mel Gibson. Like, like to, to have a passion and a drive for something bigger than yourself, you're willing to sacrifice yourself for so many others. Like, something that has depth that will move people that will teach people how to be better and understand who they are inside as well like i want movies that have depth so those are kind of my dream roles things that are like fun adventure but yet still strong life lessons interesting so when you're not working uh, what do you do for fun what are some of your hobbies that you enjoy doing ah i play fortnite i play dungeons and dragons we play board games at home we walk our dog we dress our dog up. We do a lot of photo shoots. My girlfriend's a model, so I uh, I get to tag along with her photo shoots and hang out and watch her perform. She's phenomenal. Um, I, I hang out with friends. We, we I just have lunch. I, I mean, I really like just connecting with people. I like to connect on many levels. My father has a headset, so we play video games online and we chat. My kids have headsets, so we play video games online and we chat. <laughs> My friends like to play board games. Uh my girlfriend loves Skippo. That's her thing, Skippo. <laughs> so we play Skippo a ton. Um, yeah, man, just lots of catch-ups with people I care about. You know, I don't, I don't really have time for, uh, I don't have time for negative people anymore. I just, I want to spend my time generously with those I care about and love. Yeah. And I want to hear what they think and feel. I just want to connect. That's, That's really it. That's great. Do you have any uh, other upcoming projects that you want to tell the listeners about? We have a lot going on right now in the back end. We're writing a, a horror film. We're making a comic book. Uh, a not, uh, it's a fictional take on American history. We're, we're, we're making uh, rom- romantic comedies on a galactic level. There's so many different things that we're working on right now, all in different phases of production. But all in all, I, I think that we're going to have everything kind of up and running here by the end of this year and then we'll hopefully be slated for production sometime next year that's great that's great uh lastly uh how can the listeners find you on social media my biggest uh my biggest form of communication and i talk with almost everyone that dms me is instagram it's mr christopher sean my name mr it's one word mr christopher sean there uh and everything else is christopher sean uh twitter facebook and so forth but really, I use Instagram because that kind of like that captures all platforms with one post. And uh, yeah, that's what you guys can chat to me, Mr. Christopher Sean. Let me know how you think about Star Wars Resistance. And I probably, if you post anything on your stories, I'll probably repost them to my story. If you do the hashtag uh, Star Wars Resistance or tag me at Christopher Sean, at Mr. Christopher Sean, excuse me. All right. This was great. Uh, thank you for coming on, Christopher. This was fun. Man, thank you so much. It's a beautiful cave, and and I hope that you get some light. (laughs) 